0: From the Mitchell Center to Coleman Coliseum, the Bartow and Trojan Arenas. From Veterans Memorial Stadium to Legion Field to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world, these guys have spent their professional lives roaming the stadiums and arenas that host your favorite teams. And now, they invite you to join them Inside the Press Box red, red. Get ready for Chris Stewart
1: throws it out, Norris left alone. low, corner three, five red, smoking, hot
0: J.D. Byers three-step drop, steps up, looks, swatted down, set! Down he goes! Mike Grace Curveball right back up the middle They'll wave out and around, third base slides in and the dogs have won it! And the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. They're all here, inside the Press Box.
2: Welcome to the Press Box podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. What you're about to hear is just a slice of our Press Box radio show, Heard on great stations across Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. The show is our way of sharing with you the access we enjoy to a group of friends and colleagues who, like us, have the honor of working with and around the teams and the sports we all love. Today's guest is John T. Edge, producer, writer, and host of of True South on the SEC Network. There's a brand new episode out and we started our conversation with John T. Edge with a promo for True South here inside the Press Box.
3: Family recipes serve as cut-throughs on the long road home. For our family, catfish stew is that dish. Born of the Edisto River near Bowman, South Carolina. With that dish on my lips, True South returns to my mother's hometown on a search for what I left behind. True South Bowman, coming Monday.
2: Tonight, 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 Eastern on the SEC Network. And Mike, Chris, J.D., uh, we take you live to, well, just off the square in Oxford, Mississippi, where John T. Edge, writer, producer, host of True South on the SEC Network, joins us. Welcome to a
3: Monday, and we're pumped for uh, the new episode, John T. Me too. Thank y'all very much for allowing me to return here. I love talking to y'all about this. Love it. Catfish stew.
4: I've had catfish, I think, every way, I, including some catfish that that's really good. I don't think I've ever had catfish stew.
3: Catfish stew was the backbone of my family's cooking. My mother grew up um, in Bowman, South Carolina, in the Lowcountry, kind of near Charleston. Um, if you can imagine, about, you know, 45 minutes inland from Charleston, about where the coastal plain starts to give out, about where the Spanish moss starts to give out, um, and, uh my mother's father had a fish camp on the edisto it's a blackwater river one of the most beautiful rivers in america and they had a fish camp up on a bluff um and my grandfather um would pull in on a trot line would pull in big cats um he'd take the small ones and he'd put them in a little pond he had back of the little cabin and he'd skin and and cut up and cook the big ones the big ones went into a pot of stew and that pot of stew started with streakoline which um, he would sweat down, Um, onions, sometimes potatoes, no tomatoes. It was um, a pretty bare-bones stew. Actually, when I made it for the show, I made it with river water. Now, everybody thought I was going to kill him. Um, I didn't kill him. Uh, (laughs) It just gives you flavor. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, (laughs) It gave him a certain color, too. (laughs) Yeah. pure your immunity. (laughs) Um, But that stew really was our family recipe, and it kicked to me – to my mother, connected me from there back to her father, connected me from Mississippi, where I live, to Georgia, where I grew up, to South Carolina, where my family grew up. You know, I've heard a episode. lot of
4: people talking about pork belly and fat back. I haven't heard the word strickling in mm-hmm. a coon's age. We're, we're using yeah. Southernisms here. Tell folks what strickling is if they've never heard it.
3: And I, and I like your pronunciation better than mine. I think I've I've gotten fancy through the years, and I, I say streaky lean now, but streaky lean sounds right. Um, so it's it's in essence, it's a description. It's streak of lean and streak of fat, like it describes the fatty belly meat um, cured cheaply, cured to you know feed working class people. Streaky lean, streak of fat. I like the of lean.
4: Kind kind of like bacon in a way, but. Uh, yeah. so some so almost the same region, so to speak. Right. So True South is the program, and if you've not seen it, now we have, and a lot of people are addicted as I am to True South on the SEC Network. Uh, it, it's a it's a you know look into our culture, and uh, there will sometimes be a sports background or tie in, mm-hmm. but you don't have to be a sports fan to love this because I told you before I, I was the the guy who grew up with uh, you know the the, the southern uh, southern living on my on my you know right. coffee table and I just love what you bring, and it kind of reminds us and ties us back into our roots, and this is a special one for you, for your mother's hometown in, in uh, Bowman, South Carolina. I wanted to ask you, though, because you also feature in this one, uh, I only saw a still shot of the group that will be singing during yeah. this, and it's the same group the entire time.
3: Yeah, I mean, music's always a part of the show. It's, it's, um, you know, music drives emotion in a TV show, and sometimes you're not aware of it. But um, in True South, I think you always are aware of it because we rely upon that for emotional depth. And we really, you know, as creative people in the South, we believe in musicians. Musicians are going through a hell of a tough time right now, unable to play public events, which are much of the paycheck. Um, So we on the show, we not only play local music to the place, but you see a little dingbat in the corner that, on the screen in the moment they're playing, you see their name, whether it's St. Paul and the Broken Bones or Lee Baines from previous shows or Balladare, Great Alabama Band. Um, for this show, it's the first time we've done this. There's a band, Ranky Tanky, um, from the Low Lowcountry. Um, they won a Grammy last year. Um, they're, they're, um, they're, they have no business fiddling with small-town people like us, and yet they did. Um, And they agreed to be both our on-location band. Um, You'll see them playing at a freight depot, a collapsing freight depot, where my grandfather worked. Um, And you'll also see them at the very end of the show, and something I don't want to quite give away. It's a really emotional end of the show. But Ranky Tanky gave so much of themselves. The whole band came out and played for us, spent a day with us. Um, and they are the soundtrack of the show. And I really highly recommend their music. Um, it's kind of, if you imagined um, jazz with a gullah instead of gullah, South Carolina instead of New Orleans um, kind of through line, that would be ranky tanky. It's beautiful.
1: When you did your show, John T, on, uh, on, on Birmingham, and, and you show the places where, where Coach Bryant. Yep. talking about uh, the bright star primarily. And you, you had the lead singer from St. Paul and the broken bones. That was the introduction to me of that band. I immediately went and downloaded the album. Yeah. I love that. Uh, so I love the fact that you, you know, you take, you introduce people to some music that way and in, in the, the local tie in with it. But you mentioned earlier Charleston and, yeah. and for those that did have never been before, you tell me if I'm wrong but I think of it if, if you got small kids you don't pro, chances are probably good you don't want to take them to New Orleans because you know you, you you gotta you gotta do too much eyeball covering if you take them into <laughs> take them to, to New Orleans at a, at a young age but you can take the family to Charleston you get a lot of the similar type culture, great food and uh, I've been there for some great sporting events too the basketball tournament that takes place over the holidays. Uh, hosted by College of Charleston. Bama played there a few years ago. I love going to that town because of the things you get beyond the sports itself.
3: Well, we, you know, our son was exposed to New Orleans very early, and you can come back to me later about the problems I created by doing that. But, (laughs) um, (laughs) um, But I do love Charleston. You know, for my mother growing up in Bowman and for me as her son, that was the kind of high holy city. It was a city of great food, a city of great art, a city of great architecture, and a city of, you know, this deep, profound history. Um, You know, some of it ugly. Um, Charleston as one of the primary um, ports in which enslaved people were brought to the Americas. Um, But Charleston is a place that matters. And uh, we're planning a family vacation already this summer, hoping and praying that that there's a way to travel and be safe, and and that's where we're heading. We're heading to Charleston, to Polly's Island, into uh, a place just near, just off the coast, um, called Bowen's Island. That's like my favorite roasted oyster house.
4: John T. Edge, True South is this program. Their presenting sponsor and underwriter is True uh, uh, Yellowwood, which has Alabama ties, of course. The, uh, the Great Southern Wood. We kind of bounced around to locations and episodes, but you know, Chris brought back to me. He said, "When you were in Birmingham, you've actually done two Birmingham episodes, I believe." And my wife was asking, "Hey, ask him about Nikki's West because that's our favorite place Mm. uh, right there off Mm. Bentley Boulevard."
3: I I love Nikki's West too. You know, you end up eating a lot of places based on how the highways take you. And it used to be that I would drive right by Nikki's West on my way into Birmingham from Oxford. I no longer drive right by there, so they've come off my migration patterns. I need to fix that. When my wife was pregnant. She lost taste for many foods, but she never lost the taste for their greens. And I would buy pans of them and bring wow. them home for her.
4: The uh, uh, I'm also a sign fan, and and Nikki's is kind of like the the soup Nazi kitchen. When it's yeah. your turn, it's your turn. You better be ready.
3: <laughs> the Hansens brothers don't play, no sir. They, they want to
4: get you through that line. And I remember one time because yeah. when I was covering a, a a trial, I was in television, and I, it was a federal courthouse trial. And we were like, as soon as they adjourned for, for lunch, we are hitting uh, Nikki's. And we got up there, and it was like every lawyer, attorney, professional person, we were in a convoy, and you yeah. pull in. We walked in, and there was like 40 people in line, and it's that cattle gate type thing where they're going back and forth like a yeah. cell barn. And I'm thinking, we'll never get up there. And And even though we were right by the door and stopped, we were in line within five minutes because they shuffle you through really, really fast.
3: They do. I mean, they, they promise to get you through fast, and they do get you through fast. It doesn't taste anything like fast food. Thank God.
4: No, and those really- those rolls look like uh, an Iwo Jima uh, hydrogen bomb just went off. Those things are ginormous. You got to get one of those. Uh, even if you promise. don't eat it, you, you if you don't eat it, you still need to be able to take it, take it to the table, and get a selfie of it. That those rolls yeah. are ginormous. Yeah, John T. Uh, tell us about what else to look forward to because True South, I think if I'm not mistaken, and I emailed you this, but I don't know if you confirm with me, there's a way now to see the archived There uh, it is. visit um, with you. We weren't sure where, where to find, yeah. see the archived I, episodes.
3: I get a lot of great emails from people who watch the show and say, I saw this It reminded me of this. The email I get most often is how do I watch the damn show? Um, and <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we obviously want people to watch the premieres um, and the premieres tonight. But now ESPN Plus has, has reloaded all the shows. So this is number 12. There are 11 more waiting for you on ESPN Plus. Um, and we're already – we're not – you know, we don't know what's going to happen for next season. But we're already thinking about next season. And we're thinking about Mobile. So I'm, we're going to have to have an offline or online conversation.
1: Oh, man. You can have a season down there. You know <laughs> yeah. that. I, I just want to say I always feel like I'm much more uh, educated – and, uh, and, and cultured when we have you on. But I also feel like I've gained 10 pounds by the time we say goodbye <laughs> to you.
3: Hey, if it makes you feel, I'm going to eat oatmeal this morning. Cause I, I you know, I'm, I'm a good boy today. Good and job.
4: Every, every book, the three of us have read combined is only one row of that shelf behind you.
1: <laughs> I, I'd have had <laughs> half any of those coloring colored. books for Christmas. I'd have half of them colored <laughs> by now. <laughs>
4: Oh, uh, John T. is joining us from his home in Oxford, True South, tonight. That's 6 o'clock, Mike Gray, Central
2: Time. Is correct? That, that is correct. That correct. Is correct. correct. And, and, and again, John T. mentioned the, the episodes on ESPN Plus now visits to Fort Benning, to Brownsville, to Oxford, to Memphis, to uh, Beaumont, to New Orleans, to Shreveport, Nashville, Athens, Birmingham. They're all there. That's fantastic.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it,
4: it, it's joyful. The, the cinematography. The one in Orange Mound, just south of Memphis. Uh, You're talking, I think, about maybe that's the episode that has tamales, but the cinematography of showing how that place was developed after the war, uh, but also the way it is now. And, you know, you can take Orange Mound, which is a bright color, but the cinematography to really translate where the culture and and the situation is there financially, you know, it has some, some, some of the duller overtones to it. I love the way you guys put that on a screen.
3: Well, that, that was the, that was the work of, of Tim Horgan and company. Um, You know, our great camera people and production people, they wanted to portray the bias that somebody with a lens can bring and say, here's orange mound shot with wide open lens and it looks saturated and beautiful. And here's orange mound shot tight um, with darker hues and the like that makes You know, I mean, it projects upon this place, a narrative, and every time we tell a show, we're showing up with our own biases, with our own prejudices. We try our best to bring an openness to the show, but we wanted to ask the question about a place like Orange Mound that too many people dismiss, and we wanted to show it in in as open and honest and beautiful a light as possible.
4: So many people would go into a place like Memphis and and do a a culture or social show that has to do with food, potentially sports, and they're going to run to the places we all think of. I admire the way you guys peel back layers, do your research, find out where the real story or untold story is. Right. And in that case, and you do the same thing in Beaumont. I love those the, the, the way you you dive into something that I've never heard of and gives me a whole new perspective on a town, perhaps.
3: I appreciate you saying that. It, I mean, it's interesting. It, it's not that these stories haven't been told before, but it's that they're now we're trying to tell them in new ways and we're trying to introduce new audiences to it. Like, you know, so many people in Memphis knew the story of Miss Gurley's and knew the story of the patriarch of that family who marched with Dr. King during the sanitation workers' strike. So many people in Memphis knew that story. But people who look like me and you maybe didn't know that story.
4: John T. with us. Uh, I know our our time's coming uh, almost to a close here, but this is – One of those great segments we wanted to feature and promote what's coming up tonight. I know this episode is very special to you. And sometimes, you know, it's like an attorney when you're doing a show like this, you want to not ask the question without knowing the answer. And I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but whether the answer is yes, or it's no, it's still special to you and your family because you're going back to your mother's hometown and is she still living? Because I know it's still special regardless.
3: Uh, No, this, this is a show that came out of our son's departure for college and our son was born in almost the same moment that my mother passed. And uh, so we wanted to introduce him to her. And out of that came a reckoning um, on my part. Um, a want to reconnect with her and return to the place from which she came. And this is that episode. It's, it's a departure from what we've done. 12 episodes in, we feel like, you know, maybe our audience will go along with us as we make this departure. Um, it's a gift to me and my family from the crew and from our audience that I get to do this work and get to connect with my mother. So I'm deeply grateful for y'all for engaging with us. And, and I'm grateful for my colleagues in making the show. It's very personal and you'll, you'll see. We're
2: excited. Glad Six. I asked that now. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so- Six, That's good
3: stuff. That's really endearing.
2: 6 p.m. Central Time tonight. And again, you can catch up with the episodes on ESPN+. Plus. Just search True South. John T., it's been a true pleasure, sir. We wish you the very best. And uh, we'll be watching tonight.
3: Thank y'all so much. You have been bet. Producer, it.
2: writer, and host of True South. That's John T. Edge inside the Press Box. To find our daily radio show, just visit pressboxradio.com. Check the affiliates page there to find the station nearest you, the episodes page to hear the show on demand, or simply press the listen button to hear the press box anytime, 24 7. On social media, we're Press Box Radio One. That's Press Box Radio and the number one. And we'd love to hear from you. So shoot us an email anytime at theguys at pressboxradio.com. Simply theguys at pressboxradio.com. Until next time, for my partners Chris Stewart and JD Byers. I'm Mike Grace, thanking you for joining us here Inside the Press Box.